There was nonetheless a permanence about being in this place, a way in which it could put him back in touch with how he'd felt at different stages in his life. He could still see the wee shaver he once was, fronting up at sixteen and hoping to get served, still see the cracked plaster on the ceiling as he lay bleeding on the lino, waiting for an ambulance the first time he got stabbed, still see the faces at the bar of the boys long since dead, including some by his own hand or, more latterly, by his word. Times like this, he found himself missing even some of those guys, or at least missing the guys they once were, before they made themselves his enemies. Stevie was one of Scotland's top gangsters. Had to be true, he'd read it in the Daily Record. Like there was a league table or something, or a chart. Up two places this week, it's Stevie Fullerton. As for gangster, what kind of patter was that? The only folk who still used the term in this country were the sweetie wives in the press and wee daft boys kidding on they were darkies. Nobody who could reasonably be considered fitting of the term would dream of applying it to themselves. Stevie knew a lot of criminals, but precisely no gangsters. There were boys you worked with, boys you did business with, and very rarely boys you trusted, but none of them had been in a gang since about fifteen. Daft wee shavers out looking for mayhem, easy scores, and if they were really ambitious, their whole. Maybe the paper should name Scotland's top daft wee shaver, perhaps as part of a once-to-watch list of future gangster contenders. He looked at the raggle-taggle assembly before him in the old Croft Brasserie. Doak, Jerry, Haffa and himself. Stevie thought of the strange loyalties and improbable allegiances that had brought them all under one roof. To call this a gang would be to ignore greater levels of complexity than they had to cope with on an average shift at the UN. Sheila gave his cheek a rub as she walked past, picking up his empty cup and saucer. It was part gesture of affection and part reminder that he hadn't shaved yet. He was planning to wait until he came back from the gym so he'd be smooth this afternoon and into the evening. It was growing back so fast lately that his five o'clock shadow tended to turn up at lunchtime. Used to be he liked having the old designer stubble. Used to suit him, make him look just the distinguished side of rugged. These days, although he could dye the grey out of his hair, he couldn't hide the salt and pepper when it came through on his jaw, which meant that if he missed a couple of shaves, he just looked like a jakey. So did wearing the sports gear he used to favour. He kept himself in good shape, was never out the gym, and arguably as fit now as when he'd been in his twenties, but the gear didn't work on him anymore. Past forty, the only folk you saw wearing tracky bottoms outside the gym were bin rakers and big fat heifers. As a result, it was suits all the way for him now. Bespoke ones, naturally, always the best. But though they made him look smart, they couldn't make him look younger. Why did it bother him so much, he wondered. It didn't seem to trouble Sheila that he was looking older, although maybe she just loved him too much to say. He knew for sure it didn't bother him that Sheila was getting older. Though he could see the changes in her from when they first got together, it always felt like the latest version was an improvement. He always liked the fact that she looked older than him. It was one of the things that attracted him in the first place. She had seemed like a woman who had seen plenty of the world and knew what she wanted as a result. That was why he must have been one of the few men of his means ever to leave a wife near on a decade his junior for one three years older than him. He gazed at her heading for the kitchen to discuss tonight's menu with Angus, the chef. The place belonged to Stevie, and it was Angus's talents that had all the trendy types venturing out to the wilds of Croftbank, 
but Sheila ran the show, like she always had. She was working behind the bar here when they first met, another reason this old place felt like a portal to the many ages of his life. His eye drifted to the storeroom next to the toilets, just past where the swing doors now granted access to the kitchen. That was where they used to sneak off to on her breaks, sometimes with her first husband Donnie working through in the snug. He could picture it, feel it, smell the mixture of perfume, cigarettes and drink, her on her knees giving him a gobble like nobody ever had before. Christ, he was getting hard thinking about it. He could fair go shagging her right now in the store up against the shelves like old times, better than old times. He fancied her more now than he ever had. The years were not diminishing Sheila, they were improving her, improving him too in so many ways, in the life he led, the things that were within his grasp, the freedoms that were now open to him. And yet...